0: Good morning, church. Ah, it's fine. It's fine. I've got all morning. Good morning, church. Good morning. Are you good? good? Are you blessed? Good. Are you well? Good. Hallelujah. God is good, all the time. and all the, time? all the time. That's better. There we go. We're warming up. We're warming up. It's it's we 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 at that stage of the year, right? You know, winter time. Uh, it's a little bit more harder to get out of bed you know you hug your blanket uh, a little bit tighter you know or whoever whoever may or may not uh, be, be cuddling next to you. Amen. So I understand it's going to take us a little bit of time to warm up, but my encouragement to you is this is going to be like a locomotive. This is going to be like a speeding train, right? So the sooner you get on, the better for you. You know those scenes in the movies where the train is going and, and there's someone who's just like running behind and no matter how much they try to catch up, they just don't get there, right? So don't be that person, man let's 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 get on board from 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 the get-go is that okay hallelujah Jesus Jesus is alive he lives and he rules and he reigns forevermore hallelujah he's a living God amen and you know I I was thinking about my my message Um, the, the title of my message by the way is I choose Jesus I choose Jesus hallelujah yes me Stuart Bishop I choose Jesus. (laughs) Hallelujah. You know when you smile, you guys look so amazing. Like, you you are just such beautiful people. You are such beautiful people. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Hallelujah. Made in the image of Christ. Oh, it's such a blessing to be here this morning. Amen. And just to see your lovely faces. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So the, the title of my message this morning is I Choose Christ. And you know, there's one thing about choosing to serve Jesus Christ and choosing to call call him your Lord and your Savior. There's many things I can do on your behalf. Amen? There's lots of things that I can do on your behalf. Right? I can babysit your kids. You know what I mean? I can do your shopping for you if you're not feeling up to it. There's a lot of things that I can do on your behalf. However, the one thing I cannot do on your behalf The one thing I cannot do for you is I cannot choose Jesus for you that's why the title of the message is I choose Jesus this is a personal decision guys this is a personal decision you personally have to choose you have to decide that you choose to make Jesus Lord and not just Lord but Lord over all over every single aspect of your life it's a personal decision hallelujah I, you know we've got a, within our company we've got a lady, um, I won't, obviously for obvious reasons, I won't, I won't tell you what her name is, but she is the proxy. So she is the proxy for all of the company cars that are in the organization, but essentially the way that it works is as people in the company drive their company cars all over the show and they pick up speeding fines, traffic offenses, don't stop at a stop street, etc, 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 all of those fines for those company cars they all go onto her name because she's the proxy now the bad thing about that is when the traffic traffic cops pull her over and they start to speak to her and they ask her for her driver's license what pops up under her name literally is hundreds and hundreds of fines hundreds and hundreds of yes unpaid fines so I don't know why she accepted for that to be part of a job description, because I wouldn't have. But the reason that is, is because she's the proxy for the company. That means she stands in the gap, she stands on behalf of the company, and she accepts the fines for everybody else on her name. Now, I can't do that for you when it comes to Jesus i can't stand proxy for you for you to receive jesus i'd love to do it i'd love to walk through the streets how great would it be be brother juan if you and i could just walk down the street eh, and we could just say yes my brother i see you struggling with sin but on your behalf i now declare that you accept jesus as your lord and savior my sister put that cigarette down i see you struggling with addiction but uh, on your behalf my sister i accept jesus as your lord and your personal savior it would be cool to do it, but I can't. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's a decision you have to make. It's a choice you have to make. So, now that I've got your attention, it's it's nice that we set up the way that we are in terms of seating arrangements. Okay, you guys are cheating, but that's fine. You're all family. It's cool, we understand, right? But... The setup is actually quite appropriate. I want you to use your imagination for the next few moments. Do you believe that we serve a creative God? Do you believe that you yourself are a creative being, that you're able to speak things into existence, the things that you can imagine, right? So, I want you to just use your imagination just for the next few moments. And I want you to just imagine with me, do you see the tone of my voice has even changed, right? I'd like you just to imagine with me that you are sitting in an examination room, right? Now, for those of you who have some bad traumatic experiences taking exams, don't worry, Pastor Tracy is here, she'll pray for you and she'll counsel you at the end of the service. But for the rest of us, who did pretty well at school, imagine you are in this examination room and you're about to take a test. Right? You've prepared, you've studied, you are well equipped, you are confident. Right? There you are sitting at your desk, the invigilator is walking through the aisles, distributing the examination papers. And you are there all confident about what you, what you are about to do. Right, you've got your pencil sharpened, and you turn your question paper over. Hallelujah. And you, the first thing you notice is, it's a multiple choice test. And you go, yes, at least 50%. If everything is C, then I know that I'll get at least 50%. Thank you, multiple choice. Right. And then you look to question number one. And Question number number one reads like this. Who is the way the truth and the life? Here we go Here are your options for question number one option a Jesus the Christ Option B Jesus the Messiah and option C Jesus the only begotten of the father. Are you still with me? question two Who will never leave you and never forsake you? Here's your options. Option A, Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Option B, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. And yes, you guessed it. Option C, Jesus Christ, our ever-present help in the time of trouble. Just imagine if you could take such a test where no matter what the question was, the only answer to every single question was Jesus. Are you with me this morning? There's a world dying out there. There's a world of unbelievers who are heading to a lost eternity. And the only answer to their dilemma is Jesus. About 25 years ago, a gentleman by the name of Andre Crouch sang a beautiful but simple song. And the song simply said, Jesus is the answer for the world today above him there's no other jesus is the way fast forward 25 years into the future they're in other words today we're still singing songs that speak about jesus at the center of it all jesus at the center of it all hallelujah from my heart to the heavens. Jesus be the center, because it's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. You see, as we grow up, you and I, there's certain messages that we receive, certain narratives, and we receive them through social media, through pop culture, through our aunts and uncles, through our schooling systems, And the list just goes on and one of those narratives is a narrative that says keep your options open you've heard that before right just keep your options open you know what I mean don't be so narrow-minded like like keep your options open man you know be flexible you know keep your options open right so when it comes to what to do where to go you very rarely hear someone say listen Listen, Brother Juan, this is how you get from point A to point B. This is the route to follow. If you don't follow this route, you're going to be stuck. You're going you're gonna to come into a problem. Okay? Listen, if you want to get from here to there, the only way to do it, this is the only way to do it. If you want to be successful in life, this is the only way. There's no option, other options out there. This is the only way. You very rarely hear people say that. When you and I... Are about to go to a place that we're not really familiar with we haven't been before most of us take out our GPS and we start to punch in the coordinates right the address to where, wherever this place is that we're going right and then whoever it is then starts to speak back to you it's either Siri or is that American lady who nobody knows what she looks like right but either way someone starts to speak to you and starts to give you options Mrs. Nyamura? Would you like to take the fastest route? Yes. Mrs. Nyamuda, (laughs) this is an upgrade. If you would not like to take the fastest route, would you like to take the route with the least amount of traffic? (laughs) Mrs. Nyamuda, you're so funny. Mrs. Nyamuda, would you like to take the route that does not have any e on it? Oh yes, give me that one. That's the one I want. Gives you all sorts of options. You know what the funny thing is? The funny thing is I've never heard either one of those GPS ladies say the following. Mr. Bishop, would you like to take the toughest route to your destination? Would you like to take the route that's riddled with potholes? Um, By the way, would you like to take the route uh, this route will require you to get some roadside assistance. By the way, you won't make it to the end of your journey or, or you won't make it to your destination without Jesus. Hallelujah. By the way, you will break down. And by the way, when you are broken down, you're going to need someone stronger than you and his name is Jesus and he's going to carry you the rest of the way. Would you like to use this route, Mr. Bishop? I've never heard those ladies say that. But where will my character be developed? In the fastest route? In the easiest route? On the route where there aren't any e tones And where there isn't any traffic? No. That's a strategic pause for effect. <laughs> you see, I tend to believe that there is a way and that route will require and build up it will require something of you and it will build up your character it will develop character within you and i'm also not deceived i'm quite positive that along this route i'm not going to find many people there It's it's, it's going to be the least traveled route it's going to be the most the the, the least popular route and it's going to be narrow I'm not going to find lots of people there neither is it going to be easy however I'm also convinced that if I'm on that road the narrow road the one that's least traveled the one that's the least popular the one that's character developing I'm also convinced that that will lead to eternal life amen so point number one please make sure that you choose the right way john chapter 14 verse 5 to verse 6 so jesus had just told his disciples he'd just been speaking to them you know thomas sometimes sometimes you know you you should just say "Ah, brother thomas so jesus had just been speaking to them and saying listen guys i'm going away to prepare a place for you you know it's going to be awesome like really you know and this is thomas's reaction So Thomas said to Jesus, Lord, we do not know where you are going. And how can we know the way? We don't know where you're going. How are we going to know the way? How are we going to get there to this place that you're busy preparing for us? We don't know the way. Verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way. I am the way, the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. You see, I love the authority. It's almost like I can hear the authority. It's almost like I can hear Jesus speak. Because he's not speaking, he's not giving an opinion. He's speaking truth. He's boldly saying what he knows is the truth. He says, I am the way. What are you asking me, Thomas? You're saying you don't know the way. I'm the way. I'm the truth. And I'm the life. And nobody's going to get to the Father unless they come through me. You see, I tend to think that if it was me answering Thomas, I probably would have been a bit more diplomatic about it. I probably wouldn't have been as direct as Jesus was. But Jesus was speaking, he was responding in truth. He was declaring the truth about who he was, about who Jesus was, that he was the way. There's no other way jesus is the way there was no other way and there still is no other way to get to the father except through jesus hallelujah you see if you're taking notes you can jot the following two points down point number one you do not need to apologize for speaking the truth in love Oh, by the way, so I'm so sorry. I forgot to warn you. I, I, I meant to forewarn you. I forewarned the Pretoria East guys. Um, if during the course of the message you struggle to master up an amen, um, feel welcome to just say "ena." Uh, they sound quite similar, but also remember it is. By the way, I, I can see. I can see some of you looking at me. Like, That's not biblical. Let me. Uh, it's somewhere in Proverbs, but th- never mind that. You know what's the nice thing? You know what's the nice thing about saying "ena." You know it's an acknowledgement that the word that you've just heard has actually picked you you know it, 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 it made you go shoo a nah pastor Pastor steward really just go there so it's fine you don't have to say an amen all the time you can even say a nah it'll get mixed in with the amens and no one will even notice it's okay so point number one You don't need to apologize for speaking the truth in love. Point number two, you don't need to shy away from speaking the truth that's contained in God's word. You do not need to shy away from speaking the truth that's contained in God's word. You see, unbelievers are dying out there, now more than ever before, and heading to a lost eternity. And I'll never forget when I was in... Grade eight, okay, I when I was in grade eight, it was called standard six, right? So that tells you something that maybe you didn't know, right? Like, we can't be. Is he really that old? Yes, we called it standard six. Some of you sitting here won't even know, right? I mean, you're too young, right? But yes, we called it standard six, aka grade eight. But when I was doing my grade eight, I was doing it in Durban in Wentworth, right? And I was living with my aunt and my uncle. My uncle was he still is he hasn't changed his name his name is Uncle Walter Walter that's his name now this uncle of mine was a mountain of a man and he still is again he hasn't changed he's still as big as he always was but I'm talking I'm talking Undertaker big you guys watch wrestling right you know Undertaker I'm talking a mountain of a man big tough strong just think of a heavyweight boxer Um, combined with a construction worker and yes he actually worked in the construction industry as well so uh, uh, a heavyweight boxer combined with uh, a construction worker who loves Jesus this was my uncle right you got the picture right and the way he looked on the outside was also the way he was spiritually what I loved about him what I loved about him he wasn't everybody's cup of tea but what I absolutely loved about Uncle Walter, and I still love it till today, was his uncompromising nature. Uncompromising. He, he was the type of guy who, he didn't want to know what it meant in Greek and what it meant in Hebrew. He would take the word of God as he read it, as he it, and he would apply it as is. Uncompromising. And he would say to me, he would say to me, my boy people are dying out there people are dying out there and heading to a lost eternity are you going to massage their shoulders and massage them into hell or are you going to put them into heaven that's what uncle walter used to, that 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 sums up uncle wally right but there's a lot of there's, there's some there's some there's some gems in there there's some there's some nuggets in there yes he was a bit extreme But the fact of the matter is, guys, I tend to think that we've become so understanding and we've become so accommodating and we've become so flexible, you know, to the point that we've allowed things to continue that shouldn't be continuing. We've compromised, we've, 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 we've made a compromise when it comes to the Word of God. And I'm not against being understanding and accommodating. Uh, I, I'm all for it, but for me, I, I take a, a, a stick or a pen, whatever you want to use, and I draw a line in the sand when my level of understanding and of being accommodating and of being tolerant crosses the line of compromising my integrity when it comes to my walk in Christ and the Word of God. Then I draw a line in the sand, and then I say, guys, I don't care if you are going to get offended by what I'm about to say. It's the truth of God's word, and I'll speak it to you in love, but I won't compromise when it comes to his word. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. So today I'm not going to be diplomatic. Today I will not give you my opinion either. And that's important because that's also dangerous, right? Um, so I'm not gonna come here and give you my opinion on things. Neither am I gonna try to be deliberately controversial. You know, that's like the, that's like the famous thing, Americans are really famous for that, right? It must be controversial, otherwise, if you don't say something controversial, then it's not going to get so many likes, right? So I don't care how many likes you give me, I don't care how many unlikes you give me. It's cool. We we cool. We still peeps, it's fine. So I'm not trying to be controversial just to get your approval, right? Or to or to stir the pot. What I'm going to do, however, is I'm going to give you the truth of God's word. Amen. So let's do that. Let's jump right in. Point number two. There's no compromise when you choose to follow Jesus. There's no compromise when you choose to follow Jesus. Now, interestingly, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and for some of us that's a while ago, for me that was also in grade 8, standard 6, when I accepted him as my Lord and Savior. When we do that, when we become born again and when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, very often, if, if someone was to ask us at that point, you know, do you compromise when it comes to your, 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 your walk with Christ? At that point, because we're so on fire for God and it's, it's new and it's fresh and we're so excited, you know, we want to tell everyone about Jesus, probably the answer is no, there's no compromise when it comes to Jesus. But over time, what tends to happen in a few instances is we sometimes, you know, sometimes the fire grows a little bit cold. Sometimes we stray off that path. Sometimes we allow things in that we shouldn't have allowed in, and that causes us to, causes us to compromise on our relationship and the integrity of our relationship and our walk with Jesus Christ. So as we go through this, my request to you is to, is to really just do sort of an introspection and a self-evaluation and ask yourself are there areas in your life where you may have started or allowed a bit of compromise hallelujah first Kings chapter 18 and verse 21 reading from the New King James Version and Elijah came to all the people and said how long will you falter between two opinions if the Lord is God, follow Him. If God is God, then follow Him. If He's your Lord, if you've made the decision, if you are choosing to follow God, if He's the Lord of your life, then let Him be God. But if it's Baal, then let it be Baal. But stop this in-between hot and cold, like a monkey jumping on a hot and roof. We don't, we don't know whether you're in or whether you're out. Stop the compromising. If God is God, let him be God. Let him be Lord of all. And if you decide he's not, then let it be Baal, or whatever, or whoever else. But stop this in between. Hot today, cold tomorrow. You know what happens when you take hot water and cold water and combine them together? You get what's called lukewarm water. And if you've ever tried to drink lukewarm water, it's the most nauseating thing you could ever do. It often leads to people regurgitating. Don't allow your walk with Christ to become lukewarm to the point that you nauseate him and he spews you out. And that happens when we start to compromise. Amen. Proverbs 25 and verse 26 reading from the Amplified Bible. Like a muddied fountain and a polluted spring is a righteous man. I'm going to stop there because some of you might have been thinking up until that point that we were speaking about someone unrighteous no 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 like a muddied like a muddied fountain and a polluted spring is a righteous man so what went wrong what has caused this righteous man to become like a polluted spring that no one would ever want to drink water from Is a righteous man who yields and compromises his integrity before the wicked. You see, it's not okay, guys. It's not okay, ladies and gentlemen, for us to be um, fully, you know, surrendered to Jesus on Sunday morning here in this setting. And then when the setting changes, when it's a social event, an after party at work, or when it's a bride on a Saturday afternoon. With your, with your next door neighbour. Or when it's you and your varsity friends chilling together outside the lecture room, in between lectures. Now because the setting has changed, now suddenly you decide that it's okay to yield and to compromise your integrity before the wicked. It's not okay. Because then you end up being someone whose walk with Christ is now looking muddy and looking polluted James chapter 4 and verse 4 you adulteresses disloyal sinners flirting with the world and breaking your vow to God flirting with the world and breaking your vow to God do you not know that being the world's friend That is loving the things of the world is being God's enemy. So, whoever chooses to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. You see, there's a choice to be made. Ultimately, when you drill down to the heart of it, when the rubber meets the road, there's a choice to be made. And there's no compromising when it comes to that choice. You've got to decide, you've got to choose which side of the fence are you on you can't want to praise him on a sunday and flirt with the world on a tuesday he will spew you out Amen. amen point number three choosing jesus means acting on god's word so if you say to me steward i i hear you i hear you man i'm with you me and you we are here We are seeing eye to eye on this topic so far. What do I need to do? I choose Jesus too. Even me, I choose Jesus. So what do I need to do? Well, choosing Jesus means acting on God's word. James chapter 1 verse 22 to verse 25. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves. I'm going to stop again over there. Let's pause for the cause. When you hear the word, and by the way, again today you guys are the illustration right so right now what's happening right now you're hearing God's word right every single one of you are hearing God's word right now at this very moment so you are officially tick you are hearing the word of God you are a hearer of his word great stuff faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God so what's also happening right now this is good stuff guys this is good stuff What's also happening right now is your faith is being ignited, right? You guys are getting revved up. You're like, yeah. Come on, pastor. Your your accent even changed to an American. Come on, pastor. Yeah, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. I'm hearing and my faith is getting revved up. Let's go do this. Hallelujah. However, however, if it stops there. If you are a hearer of the word, which you are, and if your faith is built up, which it is, and you then decide after that, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorted. Eh? I'm, I'm good. Thanks, guys. I'm out of here. Folding my arms. The couch is my name. It's Sunday afternoon after all. My seven colors is waiting for me. Soccer matches is, is, is set on pre-record. I'm sorted, guys. I'm good. No further action from me. <laughs> come on. Then you know what's happening? You are deceiving yourself. I don't know how else to explain it to you. You are deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself. Mm, looking good. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, you're looking good. He observes himself, walks away from the mirror, and immediately forgets, what? What do I look like again? What? I can't remember what I look like. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, when you look into God's word, God's word is a mirror to you and to me. So when we read his word, when we're looking into his word, when we're meditating on his word, then as we do that, his word begins to show us, reveal to us some things that we need to be working on. Right? We don't skip past those scriptures that we don't like. We see that, yeah, you know what, this thing is pricking me. I feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit. It's like looking into a mirror when I open my Bible. I can see there's some areas that I need to work on. It's like that happens, and then after your devotional time and your time in God's word, you then close your Bible, doof, and you forget everything that was just revealed to you. That's exactly what the scripture is saying. You're like a man who looked at himself. I don't know why they used the man. but anyway, let's just assume it's men and women, right? But anyway, you're, you're like a man or a woman who's looked at themselves in the mirror, and you walk away from the mirror and you can't remember what you look like. Am I green? Am I, am I yellow? Am I orange? What, what, did I, what do I look like? When you look into God's word, you need to remember. You need to remember. What did Pastor Tracy share with us? You need to remember. Because that's God speaking to you. That's God showing you the things you need to be working on to get to where you want to be. Hallelujah. To get to your next level of glory. Amen. but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work this one will be blessed in what he does James chapter 2 verse 17 reading from the amplified bible so too faith if it does not have works to back it up is by itself dead inoperative and ineffective you see the way that it works I've already explained it to you guys faith without works is dead So you hear his word, your faith is built up, but the next thing you need to do, is you need to kick into high gear, and and get some action going. Because faith without works is dead. Amen. Point number four, choosing Jesus means being true to God's word. Choosing Jesus means that you are true to God's word. What am I trying to say? Deuteronomy chapter four and verse two, you shall not add to the word which I command you you shall not add to the word nor take from it ladies and gentlemen my fellow believers in Christ Jesus you do not have an editable license to allow you to edit the word of God and to remove and to take out the things that you don't like and then to add some stuff in God's word is not um, 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 defective It's not defective, it doesn't need you to edit it and add stuff in. It's not lacking anything. All the stuff that God's word needs is already there. And by the way, those scriptures that we all don't like, I also don't like them guys. I don't like those scriptures. Sometimes I read a little bit faster, sometimes I read in Greek. When it comes to those scriptures, we we know the scriptures, you know, and I know my scriptures. And we like to read a little bit quicker when we come to those scriptures, but it still doesn't give me the right, just because I don't like it, to take it out of God's word. Who gave me the right to edit God's word, to take out and to put in? Hallelujah Jesus. You should choosing to follow Jesus means you are true to His word. If His word says it? whether i like it or not whether it's a process whether it's a little bit tough i'm going to apply his word amen unedited unedited luke 11 and verse 28 but he said on the contrary blessed happy favored by god are those who hear the word of god and continually observe it the way that you observe god's word is first of all you give it its due and you don't start editing it, subtracting and adding as and when you feel and as and when you like. You give honor to his word by observing it continually. Luke chapter 8, verse 21, this is Jesus speaking, but he answered, my mother and my brothers are these who listen to the word of God and do it. Guys, we're not called to sit passively when we hear God's word. We listen and we do, we listen and we do. We listen, our faith is built up, and we act. Otherwise, guys, otherwise, all we're doing is just making ourselves proverbial fat cats. Because we're just consuming and consuming and consuming. That's not God's plan for you. You listen, you get your faith ignited, and you go out there and you do. Amen. You know, uh, so sorry, if, in case you guys are wondering, Sally, Sally Ann's mum, Jude and Matthew are at the moment in KZN. Um, so that's why they're not here. But for those of you who've, who, who've, who've had any, any type of engagement with Jude, right, you'll know that what I'm saying is, you believe me, you believe me when I say this about Jude, right? So this is my every other day, if not my everyday, conversation with Jude. It goes as follows jude no answer jude still no answer jude daddy jude did you do what daddy asked you to do daddy jude jude come here do you remember what daddy asked you to do daddy jude (laughs) my boy did you hear what daddy asked you to do and did you do what daddy asked you to do okay daddy no 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 jude jude listen 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 to what i'm saying did you do what daddy asked you to do daddy it's like a, it's like a loop that you can't get out of right you just keep going around and around and around and of course he hasn't done what i've asked him to do here's the question I don't doubt for one second that every single one of us sitting here this morning has had God speak directly into our lives. Every single one of us. You've had a word of prophecy, you've had a word of knowledge, you've, you've, you've sat under a teaching where, you've, where it's been like someone shooting an arrow directly at you and there was no denying it. You felt as if God was reading out your ID number in front of everyone. You know that he was speaking to you. Even now you still know it. And he was telling you something. He was giving you an instruction, something you had to do. Today, as you sit here, did you do what daddy asked you to do? Ain't nah. (laughs) Guys, I'm tired of playing church. The devil's not playing hell. He's serious about his job. He's serious about his craft. He's recruiting like nobody's business and we're sitting back and relaxed and stuff that God told us to do long ago. I was so encouraged when I spoke to brother Juan and he spoke to me about how God had spoken to him concerning uh, his now former employment and how he acted on God's word. A lot of us hear God speak to us and we're just like Jude. Daddy. Now, I don't want to give you an an unbalanced message, right? So I I don't want you to leave here saying, yo, did you hear the pastor? He said you must never, ever, ever have options. Yes, so now I must decide, it's either KFC or Nando's. That's not what I'm saying, guys. I'm not saying that, okay? You can even have porcellos if you want, right? Chicken Licken is the best, by the way. It's just, that's just something, something else you just now learned about me. I love. But not all the Chicken Licken, not all their stuff, their hot wings. Chicken Licken wings, man. It's like... Oh, anyway, okay, let's focus, let's focus, let's focus. Right. So I'm not saying there aren't situations, guys, where it's not a bad idea and it's not bad advice for you to keep your options open. I'm going to give you a few, just, just so that you don't leave here saying, you're, you know? So, I mean, when it comes to your studies, I'll use myself as, as an example. So when I was first year varsity, right, first year, first semester, as green as green can be, I, my first day putting my foot in university, I got a lot of advice and a lot of people said to me, you know what, Stuart, you might think you know which subjects and which modules you like, but you know what, when it comes to putting together your, your, your especially your semester one and especially first year, you know, try to keep your options open, you know, try to have as many electives as possible. Because you might think that you're going to like political science 101 until you actually sit in the lecture and you're like, what, what was I thinking? You might think you would like, love philosophy 110, but then when you're actually sitting there you're like, these people are deceived, what's going on here? Right? So have as many electives, have as many options as possible. So that's not bad advice, I think that's, that's decent advice. right? when it comes to starting a new business venture. It's fantastic when God gives us God ideas, right? And we are, we are about, we're so excited about it, if you're anything like me, you're gonna immediately launch out and start telling people about this God idea that you feel God has deposited in your life to starting up a new business, right? So it's not a bad idea for you to not take on board the first, the very first person who, sh- who feigns interest in your business idea. It's good in that scenario to just wait a bit, press pause and just wait on the Lord and just get some guidance and say, Lord, this person seems very hyped up and very excited about my business idea, but are they actually the right person for me? So it's not a good, it's not a bad idea to keep your options open and to wait on the Lord and wait for the Lord to say, yes, this, this is the right business partner for you. Okay, so there it's, there it's good. Now, all of the teens slash young adultish people will now be very awake so when it comes to matters of the heart right now I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say you must keep your options open and 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 no sorry 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 so when it comes to matters of the heart when you are at that young tender age it's often easy to confuse love with what is actually infatuation so you're just infatuated by the person. You don't actually love him, but you feel like, the oh, this is my whole world. Like, I love him. Like, like, Daddy, you don't understand, I love, love him. Like, I know you love me, but I love, love him. I love Dennis. Who's Dennis? Boy at school. Right? It's easy to get confused between it looks like love, but it's it's not. It's, it's infatuation. So there, it's a good idea to keep your options open. And by keep your options open, what I mean is to rather opt for focusing on your studies, to rather opt for focusing on um, you know uh, uh, your your spiritual growth as a young person, to rather opt for uh, c- career path and career development and and mentorship, to rather opt to rather to rather give Jesus a year of your life. And, and rather make that an, an, an alternative option as opposed to Dennis who gave you a chomp and now, you know, the world. Amen. Amen. Yeah. By the way, if he's given you a chomp on Valentine's Day, <laughs> take it from me, he's probably not the one. <laughs> if it's a Lindt chocolate, yeah, maybe he's got potential, but... <laughs> Uh, have you seen a chomp? Have you seen a chomp, Pastor It's the most horrific looking thing. I don't know why it hasn't been di- was not discontinued in 1994. So there are, I'm, I'm gonna admit it, there are, uh, there are situations where you do need to keep your options open. However, someone say, however, However. when it comes to who I call Lord, and when it comes to who I call King, Master, Saviour, Redeemer, banner over my life, when it comes to who I submit myself to and call Lord of all, there are no options. It's only Jesus it's only Jesus I cannot and I will not and I refuse to compromise when it comes to who I call Lord amen point number five choose who you will serve you've got to make a decision you've got to make a choice Matthew 6 and verse 24 choose who you will serve now no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. We've been through this, guys. Second Corinthians 6 and verse 14. Do not be unequally yoked, young person. With unbelievers, do not make mismated alliances with them or come under a different yoke with them, inconsistent with your faith. So what partnership have right living and right standing with God, with in, in iniquity and lawlessness? How can you put these into the same box? What has the one got to do with the other one? What is right living and right standing with God? What has that got to do with iniquity and lawlessness? How can light have fellowship with darkness? If we were in this room and it was complete, completely pitch black, so absolutely. As dark as it could possibly be you where you know when it's so dark where you put your hand in front of your face and you can't even see your own hand that kind of dark if it was that dark and Sifo at the back hit the switch and he switched on the lights what happens to the darkness as dark as that darkness is what happens to it it scatters it flees The two cannot coexist together. Light and darkness cannot coexist together. Joshua 24, verse 14 to verse 15. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods, small g, that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve whether the gods small g powerless can't do anything for you whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the amorites in whose land you dwell but as for me and my house we will serve the lord young person listen to me now i've i've asked this question and i've been asked this question a million times so now that I've decided to follow Jesus, what about my homies? What about my crew? We will ride or die. We've been through so much together. What about all of my friends? This is the answer. You have a Joshua 24, verse 14 to verse 15 conversation with your homies. And you say to them, listen guys, I know we used to roll together. I know we used to ride together. I know we'd be together at the nightclub every night together we'd be we'd be making it rain we'd be painting the town red things would be lit however there's a different light that is now lit inside of me as for me I've made a decision that me and my household I am going to serve Jesus So if you guys are going to continue then please give me a miss. Please don't come past my house. Don't come past Six Kudu place, east to Peter Maritzburg. You'll find me there but I won't get in your car. And in any event, I live in the cul-de-sac so now you guys came all the way there. Now you're going to have to do a U-turn to go back to or go wherever you guys are going. I'm not going to be there. I won't be with you because I made a choice, I made a decision that I will serve the Lord. And the decision that I made is an eternal decision. It's not only impacting me, but it's a decision for me and my children and my children's children for generations to come. So if you don't want to make the same decision, then deuces, I'm out. Please don't involve me anymore. Any young person can say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 19, I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today, that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Therefore, you shall choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants. Psalm 119 verse 30, I have chosen the faithful way. I have placed your ordinance before me. There's a decision to make. I'm going to say it again. I have chosen the faithful way you need to choose the faithful way hallelujah point number six when you choose Jesus you yourself become chosen when you make a decision to choose Jesus you yourself become chosen now the government school that I went to we basically only did two sports right it was soccer for the boys and it was netball for the girls not a lot of money you know it's just is the way that it is right but Every single break, first break, second break, the same thing would happen, right? Group of girls standing together, group of boys standing together, and they're about to pick sides. Who's gonna be on my team, right? And then you see them. Okay, I'll have Naledi, and then I'll have Sophia. Okay, I'll have Jabu, you're on my team. not. come. Right, right? And nobody wants to be picked last. You don't wanna be chosen last, right? Here's some phenomenal news for you. When you choose to follow Jesus, you become chosen. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. But you are a chosen race a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies, the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Choosing Jesus means you become chosen. Amen. Now, I would have picked on Pastor Chase, but Pastor Paul's not here, so it's not fair. But do you guys know and I'm gonna actually walk over to this side, just cause my back is a little bit sore as well. But do you guys realize that at a certain point, I don't know if you know this or not, at a certain point, brother Juan looked over at sister Cindy, and he was like, I choose you. Am I right? I choose you. I choose you, girl. What's, what, what's happening? I choose you. But that's not where the story ends because sister Cindy looked over at brother Juan and she was like well young man it seems as if you have your stuff together and by the way we just happen to be matchy matching so guess what I also choose you isn't that beautiful when you choose Jesus he chooses you in fact He's already chosen you he's actually just waiting for you to make the decision to choose him and then he just lets you know by the way you are part of the chosen isn't that fantastic Pastor Tracy's like I'm so happy that Pastor Paul was not here today <laughs> point number seven this is my last point I don't know how I'm doing for time because I'm using my cell phone as a recorder but you'll just let me know okay point number seven is my last point it's my closing point seven is the number of completeness so we will end right here choosing Jesus is choosing life point number seven choosing Jesus is choosing life so Romans 6 and verse 23 for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life in christ jesus our lord remember the verse before this spoke about i set before you life and death blessing and curse this verse of scripture says the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life now it does not stop there there's a key to that eternal life so there's a gift for you and i God the Father has a gift for you, he's got a gift for me. And that gift has a label on it, and that label is called eternal life. It's a gift for you to receive. But the way that you receive it is you don't receive it any other way. The way that you receive eternal life is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You have to make Jesus your Lord. When you make him your Lord, you complete the equation. Then you are entitled to this gift called eternal life. So, if you could ask brother Lazarus who Jesus is to him I think that he would most likely say to you that Jesus is the resurrection and the life John 11 verse 43 to verse 44 very quickly now when he had said these things he cried out or he cried with a loud voice Lazarus come forth and he who had died he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face wrapped with a cloth now we don't have time but you can just think about it for yourself if his hands and feet were bound when he came forth he wasn't walking out of there the power of God the power of Jesus calling him forth and saying Lazarus come forth drew him out of that tomb regardless of the fact that his hands and feet were bound That's the power of the God that you serve. Amen. If you could ask the woman with the issue of of blood who Jesus is to her, she would most, most likely tell you that he is the healer divine. Luke chapter 8 verse 43 to verse... 47. Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years, who had spent all her livelihood, in other words, all that she had, all of her money, all of her time and all of her energy on physicians and could not be healed by any came from behind and touched the hem of his garment or the border of his garment and immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus turns around and he says, hey, guys, who touched me? And then Peter's looking around, the disciples are looking around, Jesus, what's going on? There's a lot of people around us, what do you mean who touched you? Everybody's touching you. And then Jesus says, yeah, but someone touched me, guys. Don't mess with me. Don't play with me. I know that someone touched me. And the way that I know it is I felt power leaving me. So I know that someone specifically touched me. And now the woman realizes she's about to be exposed. There's no place to hide. And so she comes and she throws herself at his feet. and And she declares to him in the presence of all the people... A, test, a powerful testimony, the reason why she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. So if you ask a woman with the issue of blood, she will, she will tell you, he's my healer. He's my healer divine. So in closing this morning, I would now like to put to you the question that Jesus put to his disciples. Who do you say Jesus is? Who do you say Jesus is? And Jesus replied blessed are you Simon son of Jonah for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood but by my father in heaven and I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overcome it I will give you the keys of of the kingdom of heaven whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven very very important and this is the last thing I'm going to say to you this morning when you choose when you make a decision and you choose Jesus. Then, as you go through life, and there are things that you face where you say, You know, this sickness, this illness, I, I want this thing to be bound up. I don't want to have to have this thing torment me anymore. Or when you're praying and travailing for a breakthrough and you, you need this promotion to be loosed over your life. You need it to be released, to be loosed. When you make the decision to follow Jesus, you'll have the ability out of your own mouth, not in your own name, but out of your own mouth, you'll be able to loose things on earth, and they'll be loosed in heaven. You'll be able to bind things here on earth, and they'll be bound in heaven. Why? Because there's something supernaturally special about you no because you've made you've made a concrete solid decision that you choose jesus uncompromising unwavering he's not he's not one of a number of options he's your only option and you choose him this morning amen can we all stand to our feet hallelujah heavenly father i bring these your people to you this morning and father god i pray in the name of jesus that we would give you your rightful place as Lord of our lives. Every moment of every second of every day that we live and we breathe and we've been given this blessing and this privilege of being alive and having the breath of Christ flowing through our bodies, that Lord, we would acknowledge you for who you are, that you are Jesus, you are Lord.